know about that, huh? Brute facts, brute facts, what you know about that? Uh, brute facts, man, what you, what you, what you know about that? Is your house with the mouse, and not the mouse, come in correct, did your house? to brute facts baby i got a good show tonight i mean mm, mm, it's gonna be great one of my buddies one who got me started off in this business along with ozzy in the chat uh running his mouth if he notices i gave everybody a wrench but him and i did that on purpose because <laughs> i love him uh so without further ado i even made a special intro for him and Welcome, Pasta Mike. Man, did it say the sexiest something or another? Yeah, the sexiest voice in show business. Man. How about that? I, man, I'll take that. I know I'll that's take, right, man. I'll that's what kind of drug me in. I was like, man, who is that man? And I don't even go that way. <laughs> <laughs> sexiest voice. I'll take that. That's all right. That's a compliment. Sexiest voice. That's right. You should. You better be making some money off of it. No man. Hey, look, this is all this is all free right here. This is I'll take it, baby. I'll take is, it. I like free. Yes, this, this is all for you, but baby. This is just That's you. <laughs> all right, what's the beer of the week? It is Modelo Especial because it's a especial episode. Oh man, you know I got a Guinness. I know you can't see, but I'm drinking. I'm sick. I'm sipping on a Guinness right now. Oh Guinness, mm. yeah, a little heavy for me. Yeah, I like. See, I like the Guinness, and I got a little. Uh, I, is it okay if I have a Jameson Chaser with this? Or absolutely, yes. Chasers are allowed for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, tell man. us a little bit about yourself, there, Mister Mike. Well, I'm I'm a six foot two gentleman. I'm coming in about three twenty right now. Hitting okay. about 320, bald as can be, smooth with it. That's, mm. And that's about it. That's all I can give you right now. I mean, okay. if you want to take it to the DMs later, we can. Uh... Hey, I'm, I'm all about some DMs. Oh, man. Yeah. So where did I meet you at? Tell, tell us a little bit about your playground. <laughs> okay, so I got a, I got a little Skype group uh, called 
Atheist Roundtable. This uh, Skype group uh, started off probably February of 2020. And I was fooling around on, on the TikTok. And I started getting a few cool relationships going on there. So I took it to the Skype, you know, let's, you know, kind of take it over to the Skype. And that's budded obviously across the, across the wavelengths and hence the, the atheist round table, the atheist round table, you know, it kind of, you know, the atheist round table is, is birthed from this group, but, but there's often a lot of back and forths with, some of the um, the folks in the group, they'll say, hey, this TikToker this or this this TikToker that. Well, if I'm if my memory serves me, uh, Josh, I don't know if you Josh the plumber. Yeah, Josh is kind of the one who introduced me to all you guys. Well, jo- Josh and Murder Shed Steve uh, was, they're having a little chit-chat about you. And it was going on for several days and I just kind of, Finally, it was like, who, okay, who the hell is this Eddie guy? <laughs> who, who's Eddie? Who, who is the guy you're, you're talking about? And um, they, they shared a video. They, you know, they dropped a link to one of your videos. And I just, I just thought it was nonsensical that they were going back and forth about you. I said, hey, let's, let's, let's try and get him in, into, on the Tarch note to chat with him. So, and, you know, the rest is history because I made that, made that video that you responded to and yeah, that was uh, the video that at first I didn't know who you guys were. Um, and then I was like, no, because I was already invited to go on to Axioms on Trial. And um, the Atheist Round Table. Yeah, that one. That, Every yeah, time you say Axioms on Trial, I got to hit that. <laughs> and uh, so I declined it at first, but then I went and watched some shows. Um, I saw some pretty dumb Christians on there and a lot of dumb Christians. Sure. And you guys were pretty fair. I mean, you know, they're easy to have fun with. So I was like, yeah, they're pretty fair guys. I'll go over and check them out. So yeah, that was, um, that was a couple of fun times. It was, it, it was interesting because like there was a lot of controversy, uh, controversy about you in the uh, chat. And, uh, when I made that, that video, I was just like egging you on to come on the show and when you came on the show, I immediately saw some kind of, I don't want to say talent. Is talent the, the appropriate word? I, I mean, yeah, I guess I can say oh. talent. I'll, I'll take talent. I'll take, yeah. Yeah, talent is good. So I saw that kind of, um, I'm like, oh, this guy, this guy could be good with Oz. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of likened you to Oz in a way. I felt that you would be a good pairing to Oz because just with Oz, he also likes to read comments as he interviews people as well. So I thought, yeah, these guys are going to be going to be good together. Yeah. The atheist round. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I was playing around and put Oz in timeout. I didn't realize it was going to be for five minutes. But <laughs> oh, so we don't have to hear he's much in, from him. He's in timeout. Okay. Well, he, he's, been, he's been there before. Oh, yeah. He's familiar uh, with that place. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that was fun. Uh, Had a couple of headbutts with a few people and um, talked about, you know, a few things that uh, we usually talk about, but different angle. So um, that was nice. I haven't been around the atheist crowd too much on um, 
the internet. So it was like a new kind of experience thing. So, but I'll tell you, I mean, you guys were very fair. Um, it was, you know, a little in the beginning, it was a little rocky cause I thought it was, you know, let's bring Christians up here and look like idiots. But then I realized the ones that were volunteering to come on did a very good job of doing that themselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, who wants to jump on to the camera and, you know, give their spiel. And then they're like, I, 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 you know, you get behind that camera, man, it's a whole different thing. So how long ago did you meet everybody? Well, Oz, at the think, Atheist Roundtable. Uh, yeah, at, at the, the Atheist Roundtable. So I think Oz was the first guy I met. I met Oz probably October of 2019. Um, Oz, Oz and Mac Peen, uh, the gentleman that you saw on the Atheist Pizza episode recently, those two guys I met around about the same time, but Oz and I, you know, were had more in common with the lack of belief. <laughs> uh, so it was Oz, but just Jeff and um, let me see, just Jeff and Cistano were pretty close, but just Jeff being the more active on on the on the app. Cistano is more of a commenter. And Connor Prosser, there's there's a, there's a lot of guys that really aren't in, on the on the platform as much nowadays that were back then. And then, thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> I'm not even using my good my good amp right now, but hey, um, but then we we kind of formed like the uh, like the Transformers, or no, or the, the the Power Rangers, the Atheist Power Rangers came together. Around February, March time, though. So I'd know I'd known Austin quite a bit. We had chatted and gotten friendly, you know, before we actually ever got into the YouTube thing for a good few months. You know, maybe four or five months. So, were given the how did you end up on TikTok? That's what I'm kind of wondering because you just don't seem like a a TikTok kind of guy. Oh, it was, it was actually, I heard you telling your story once and it was, it was actually kind of similar lines up in a, in a, in a same format. So my, my stepdaughter had downloaded the app on, and I told her to, so she was, she's only 10 and um, I just didn't realize it was everything goes, you know, your, the for you page is like, you could get the kids stuff, you know, and, but you could also get somebody shaking their ass as well. So it's like, you, you really <laughs> don't know what to expect. Yeah, so, that algorithm is something. It's yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I just knew that um, a ten-year-old told me about it, and I just said, "Yeah, it sounds like a cool thing. Go ahead and do it." Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I think she'd had it on her on her tablet for about a, a good month, and then I started hearing. Um, oh, it was that, that one song. Um, bust that open, bring it back. I heard that song. And I'm like, what in the world is that? So I go and grab it. But then when I took it, took it from her, I kind of because it was under it was under my email and stuff. Anyway, I started seeing all this uh, Christian content as well, intertwined with uh, stripper club hip hop. I was like, you know, it's like the algorithm either likes Christian content, prayer of the you know prayer of the day, or strip club hip hop. 
it's like it's the, that's the false dichotomy of TikTok. Yeah, that's that's yeah. My they can't uh, at first it years ago it was um, I think it was called Musically. That's right. What it was that's right. Yeah. Yes. Because my uh, middle daughter was like real big into it, and you know I I knew she was in the what what she was doing in the bathroom, you know, and I'd like bust the door open right in the middle of her <laughs> doing a dance thing. Dad, I'm trying to do this, Man, and all in fun. Yeah, and uh, well, that's what we're here for, you know. That that's why oh, yeah. we have kids, so I we can embarrass them. Yeah. So yeah, and then it went away for a while. I guess it got unpopular, and then next thing I know, she's doing the same thing for TikTok. And I was like, "That's just like the other app." And she's like, "Oh, it's the same one. They just redid it." And I was, you know, just like, "Whatever." But then after you know several funny videos later, because I thought they just did dances and music like everybody else. A few funny videos later, and I'm like, "Man, that is pretty funny right there." So. You know, spending a lot of time in airports and travel and things of that nature, you know, a little in the thinking room and stuff. It's perfect, you know, yeah. perfect place. So perfect entertainment. So, well, do you have a vision for the Atheist Roundtable? Is there somewhere that you guys are heading for? Are you trying to kind of wing it or see what comes of it or? So the the original vision was to have like a multifaceted platform with the more voices, the better type of thing. So it wouldn't have just been just two folks having a show and it, the same show. So it'd be like a, almost like a network. So we kind of, we, we rolled with the Atheist Network or the Atheist Roundtable. So we just said, screw it, let's copyright the two of them. But we currently just go with the Atheist Roundtable. The Atheist Roundtable. Um, yeah, and <laughs> it's it's part of, it's in the contract. So, yes. <laughs> um, well, if if you look, if you kind of go back and look a little bit, it's a bit choppy in the beginning because I kind of gave Oz a bunch of responsibility and said, you know, go ahead and do what you want to do. And he had a format that he thought would work with like the how, what, and why structure, which was, which was good on paper, you know, cause you want to bring a person into the, into the interview setting, although it would be a stream, you know, a stream version of an interview and you're going to go through what they believe and why and things. And uh, we did that for a little while, but we also have things where we, we now do a bit of comedy. We do a bit of, debate and we're opening up the door to pretty much anything yeah i think it's going to be atheist porn next <laughs> i'll have to check out on that one oh um, <laughs> i'm talking about like the, like like t-a-w-n like no y- yeah i've seen, you, you're I've seen, seen. <laughs> yeah. i uh actually went back um and looked at some of the earlier episodes and one of the greatest things you ever did for Oz is make him put a hat on. Because <laughs> I was I was looking at it and I was like, I mean, he doesn't look bad with a bald head, but no, you know, you got a good shape head. You do. You, you I think uh, you and I share share. We're we're lucky. We've lost our hair, but we have pretty good shape heads. Oz looked like he'd been dropped a few times when he was younger. <laughs> I just wasn't used to seeing him like that. So when I saw it, I was like. 
That's Oz? What? He might have been beat with the Bible, though. He might have been yes. beat. So we can't make, we shouldn't, this is something we shouldn't be making fun of because he did get abused, so. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, instead of phone books, though, they use King James versions. New, new King Jameses as well, not even the old one. Oh, was it hardback? That's, yeah, the hardback. That's yeah. Rough. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's rough there. Yeah. yeah. Mine was kind of um, whatever, you know, my mother got her hands on. Oh. I think I pretty much felt just about every material object in this universe. Wow. <laughs> well, but I tell you, we, we are hoping, though, to to make make it more of a, uh, you know, multi-gender-based, gender-fluid-based as well. Because we we got a couple of things. I'm not going to give too much away, but we do have some things up our sleeve for KNEVs and... And some of the other ladies in the atheist uh, roundtable group, uh, notes from Autumn, uh, Britt, the science guy, some of these, uh, uh, well, I'm going to say young ladies, I'm assuming they're younger than myself, but they're, um, they're putting a little, little show together. So we want to get them on the atheist roundtable too, to get our ugly mugs off for a little while. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. That's a, that's a fantastic idea. Um, You know, given, the you know patriarchal nature of this country and um, you know lack of opportunities for so many women and minorities. I think that's uh, definitely uh, a noble thing to do, and I, I I think it's great. I'd love to see it. Um, well, it's it's just a shame because you know, not now. Granted, this particular type of platform where got a got a guy in his 40s online trying to meet up with with folks online it's 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 always a little bit suspicious if you're hey look i'm a straight white white guy and i'm i'm how can you demonstrate that you're you're sincere when you're chatting with females or or ladies uh, or however they prefer to be termed right um without coming across like you're a creep but it's a it's a male driven environment so it's easy to say oh I've, i can put a show together with six guys immediately it's so easy so easy to yeah. do that but that doesn't mean that you can't have a quality group of ladies on on a show it's just they're just not as many of them it's, and it's a shame i wish yeah. it was more and i wish it was a, i wish it was a little bit easier to do without coming coming across like a giant creep yeah that's yeah there, you always have that um that hill to climb so mm-hmm. Uh, oh wait a minute! Since since Oz gets to say it on his show, I'm gonna say it on mine. Titan Uranus is in the house. Atheist Roundtable Live. <laughs> oh man! So tell us a little bit about your atheism. That you were Oz calls you a cradle atheist. He does. He does call me that bastard. <laughs> it sounds like an insult at first, doesn't it? But I kind of thought it through, and I'm like, it's not really an insult, you know. He called me that at first. I'm like, I don't know if I want to accept that, you bastard. It's like a, he's a little baby or something. <laughs> a little whiny baby. No, but I think what he, correct me if I'm wrong, I interpret that as you've been an atheist from from the, the manger, from the birth type thing. So I'm kind of a, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much a, I wasn't indoctrinated for, you know, lack of a better term. I wasn't raised in, in a religious upbringing. I, I don't recall being a, Believer, I think there was a very brief period of time when I was a a younger boy. I probably 
you know, looked at the world as a, as a created world, you know, uh, you know, just like I did think uh, Santa was real. Yeah. But my belief in deities died when I learned that Santa wasn't real. You know, uh, that's actually a very good point because, um, one of them, you, you might think it's funny, but one of the most devastating times in my life is when I found out Santa wasn't real. Oh, I was uh, pretty pissed too. I was pretty upset about that. Yeah. So it was, uh, the, I had found all the boxes and behind the shop and I was real young and I was like, wait a minute. Behind the shop? What shop? Your dad had a shop? Yeah, he had a shop. And oh, man. Yeah, I was like, uh, why would Santa leave the boxes here? You know, so I started to kind of, I wasn't the dumbest kid, you know, I wasn't the smartest, but I started to kind of put things together. Can proven though? Can you, have you got to, it's, easy, it's easy for you to say with none, none of the kids you grew up with around right now. Yeah, they all were, I, you know, would, I was a, uh, for lack of a better term, a Santa apologist. So, <laughs> so after hearing it long enough and then putting everything together, I was like, bro, this sucks, you know? And then of course, thinking at that young age, I was thinking, you know, because I know the secret, am I not going to get anything now? You know? So, uh, but we were with our first kids, um, we hopped on the fundamentalist train and because, you know, being real, just narrow-minded and legalistic, you know, I was thinking, if we do Santa Claus with our kids, and then we do Tooth Fairy, and we do the Easter Bunny, and all this stuff, when it comes to Jesus, who they're never going to physically see with their eyes, um, more than likely, on this earth, why would they believe us? You know, and I didn't like the whole idea of lying to my kids. I just, nothing against people that do that. I just, you know, I, I just, I was, I like, I've been open and honest with my kids about everything their entire life um, because that's what I want from them. So, so what is it that makes you um, stand hard in your atheism? What, what is it about the God claims that you have issue with? They're just too far-fetched now, more, some more than others, obviously. But, uh, you know, the the lack of evidence and, you know, I'm I'm very firm with the whole scientific method. So if you can't go ahead and repeat something and and then obviously there's the facet of how, how important this claim is, you know, if this is something that has such a, such a, you know, backing to it, then... I'm 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 not going to just go off of what those folks said back in the back in the day. So do you do you ever wonder? Do you ever oh, look, yeah. look to the yeah. sky and wonder yeah. if there's so much more? Well, I mean, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe that last part. No, but yes, I do wonder. I, no, I no. Wonder. I mean, like the, the the gorgeousness of the yes. stars and things of that nature. So. Oh yeah, I think. I, I think that this world has so much wonder to it, wonderment and awe and, and, and beauty. And, and it, but also it has hideous, nasty, you know, I watched a video the other day that um, uh, was, you know, very hard to understand. Uh, there's, there's an area in, in Africa where baboons have learned to 
capture fawns and just sit there and and just eat eat them while they're alive because they know they can't do anything to them they just and they eat them from the hind legs forward and they eat the soft oh. and it's it's grotesque yeah that sounds like it yeah it's it's hideous so that so there's also that so you can be staring off at this beautiful sunset and then as you come as you cascade down you see something like that and this <laughs> this baboon is that the baboon looks like he's having a whale of a time eating su- like he's eating sushi you know yeah that's um you know that's along one of the areas that uh a lot of people, Christians, theists, also struggle with, you know, seeing um, just the sheer brutalness that goes on in the world. And I think it's a valid observation. Um, if you were going to be a theist, which, which do you think you would be? I think that there's some interest in uh, philosophy involved with some of the pantheistic or deistic um, things, but... I'd, honestly, I have never really contemplated theism, like a mo- like monotheism, like a singular a god. I just I find those to be the most absurd, in my opinion. A singular god. Why would we posit more, though? Well, if one will do the job, why have more? Well, I just I I kind of just don't know. I don't know element of it like it, the the fact that we would have narrowed it down and know it's and the knowing it's one god per se and being able to worship it that stuff is um is hard to grasp i think for me but if if somebody was to explain that there is some kind of element other than you know like a creation element to it like an like you know this this world is hard to understand i can give you that yeah there's some unexplainable you know, bullshit going on. So you often use the phrase um, normalizing atheism. What mm-hmm. do you mean by that phrase? Well, I think the word atheism is off-putting to a lot of people. It comes with a connotation. It comes with a, a bit of, you know, bitterness to it, especially to people that might be feeling like they want to lean into that lifestyle. So if you're, if you're a a person that's currently in a in a in a religious upbringing and you're no longer buying into that belief system you might not want to call yourself an atheist because you're intimidated by the term and what you may have been taught or misled to believe so that's hence the i put atheist in front of pretty much anything atheist pizza is actually nonsensical it's silly <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's just pizza at the end of the day, right? So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a satirical term. So I kind of want people to understand that atheism is just simply not believing in the claim of theism. That's all it is. It's nothing else. Because I actually don't agree with a lot of the things other atheists agree with, with. So yeah, and for anybody who doesn't know that's watching this or. That's uh, Pasta Mike has a uh, little docu series. It's called Atheist Pizza, and it's uh, it's on the Atheist Roundtable on YouTube, and it is high quality, man. I think you do a fantastic job on it. So, I appreciate that, man. yeah, one of these days, um, you'll feel bad enough for me. You'll 
do some editing for me. I'm just waiting on that day. <laughs> no, I, I actually want to do do an actual episode with you. It's getting you to the location because we live quite far yeah. away from each other. But you know, yeah, I do want to. I want to. I want to not just. I want to edit you in the episode. Oh, edit me in. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to actually get it's a, get some pizza with you, man. That's what I want to do. Oh, okay. All right. Don't. Um, but don't be. You know. Don't like make a video and put a garden home in it. That's not funny. No, I think it'll be funny enough just shooting a video with us next to each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're like what seven foot tall or something. No, I'm 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 six two, about three twenty. Really? Yeah. Hey, you look you looked way taller in the picture I saw uh, when y'all met up. So I'm about six two, six three. I'm probably just just under six three. I'm I don't think I'm quite six three. Well, I better not hear another short jerk joke from half those people that was in the crowd then, because they're not much taller. <laughs> well, I, now I'd, I would argue that Jeff is lanky, uh, but everyone else is about average average height. But they're not short. No, nobody's really short. I think everybody's at least five nine, five ten at least, except for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, wh- the one person that is unusual—you don't think he's going to be as tall as what he is—is is T Jump. Well, yeah, because you get to see his head in his chair. <laughs> That's pretty much. No, no, this this little young lady right here is a little little tiny thing in in real life. That little chick you just brought up right there, she's yeah, a little, little, little thing in in real life. That's what I love about my grandmother. She's like, you know, she was five three, five four at one time, but I think she's barely five foot now. So when I stand next to her, I'm like, put my arm on her head. I'm like, Grandma, I love you. <laughs> and she gives it just as well as I do. So, you know, it's usually a slap my arm off and get away from me freak or something like that. <laughs> so to the real questions. Oh, let's go. Let's go deep. What is on your iPod right now? What are you listening to? Or your iPhone? I said iPod. Look at my age. Your iPhone. Your. Well, I was I was raised in the UK. I was born in Texas, raised in the United Kingdom for 20 years, actually. And um, Europe, European uh, influence. So I, I like a lot of electronic music, dance, EDM, house music, trance music, drum and bass. But I also like blues and oh. old school country. And I also like R&B. Uh, I do like some, I, I like 90s rap. Yeah. Uh, I don't like modern rap at all. Yeah, I don't either. I but I am a, being, of course, being from Memphis, I have to be a blues person. But I love, there's there's nothing like sitting around listening to a steel guitar oh, and really? drinking a beer in a dimly lit club without, if you've never been to Bill Street in Memphis, it is just. I have not, and I would love to. I'm envious of that. Man, it is it is fantastic, even if you're not a blues fan, because, you know, the, the history that's there, of course, not all good. But um, on Bill Street, they have about every kind of blues club and regular clubs that you could go to. But um, some of them are just they're perfect. It's a hole in the wall. It's dimly lit. There's not a bunch of people in there. And you just kind of hang out in the corner, drink beer and listen to, you know, uh, these blues guys has been playing for many years. Um, and they got a lot of street performers too. There's some pretty awesome, uh, music guys on the street there. So, so what is, uh, your, 
Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you, I do like to sip on some bourbon. There you go. See, my my U.S. family from South Carolina. South Carolina? I really haven't got any ties to Texas. I was military brat, so. Ah. But so South Carolina and Wales is like the, the, the split I got. That is that is one heck of a combination. A nice so you're split. like a you're like a redneck Britain. Kind of <laughs> well, British redneck. I think, redneck. The, I think <laughs> the Welsh are the rednecks of the of the of the British. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, we're all Yanks. They got a goddamn dragon on their flag, man. <laughs> they mean business, son. Yeah, they uh-huh. they mean business. But I do so, like. I do like bourbon, so I, I like to sip on some bourbon and, and listen to some blues when I, when I'm uh, when I'm relaxing. But I also like the, the you know the club music, you know, like the trance music and stuff too. But more so for from what I grew up on, I used to DJ that stuff back in the day. It's more of a nostalgic thing. Yeah, my uh, my wife is from South Florida, so I used to go down there with her and her family. So there's you know a lot of European uh, influence there. There's, you know, South Florida is like a whole different world oh, yeah. from the rest of the country. Everybody's from somewhere else. That's right. So the dance music, the techno, all of that, man, it was everywhere all the time. So when I came back, the several times that I went, uh, every time I heard it, it just reminded me of South Florida. So I just kind of fell in love with, you know, that kind of music. So. It's, I feel you there. That it's, it'll get you going. Uh, get you want a little dance a little bit. Do you dance? Not anymore. It's not. It's not that I can't. It's because I got a pistol in my pants. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I I don't even want to know anymore. That just we're gonna yeah right there. So, what was your favorite food in the what, UK? What do you mean? What was well? Well, I mean in the UK. Okay. Yeah. So my mom. Like, you know, luckily, luckily for me, and if anyone ever grew up, was lucky enough to grow up with a, with a, a mama that cooked, then you're, you're a lucky, lucky person. So my, my mama cooked all the time, you know, because we, we weren't the, the, we were quite, kind of poor, actually. And, um, yeah, so it wasn't eating, we didn't eat out, you know, very rarely. It was cooking, but luckily for me, she could cook. And I was, sing, you know, single parent. And she'd cook a lot of British, you know, food, a, lot of, a lot of potatoes, man. Lot, we, can, we can do a lot with potatoes. And there's a there's a nice uh, Welsh, it's almost like a like a cross between a stew and a soup. It's called cowl. Cowl. It'll, it'll warm your bones, bro. The potato thing. That's um, yeah, because uh, Ireland, Ireland. That's uh, that was like their major export. But it's very similar. Like you could appreciate like these Celtic colony, colonies, like Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. The food, the food cuisine is very similar. But I think the Scots are the only ones that eat haggis, though. They're the only crazy. That's people. what I was going to say. Haggis is that the is that the one like the blood? No. Pudding, what is the blood no, no, pudding? The Welsh, the Welsh eat that. That's, oh. that's black pudding. It's it's just clotted pig's blood fried up. Oh. Um, you're talking about. You're talking about haggis. It's like it's like pig's intestines and stomach. I'm not sorry. Yeah, I think it's a. Is it a lamb or pig? I forget. It's like stomach lining and. Ugh. Yeah, it's not. It's not something I want to. A lot of people like it though. It well, at least in the southern U.S., you know, when people eat chitlins, they fry them. 
Hey, so. I'm, I'm not going to say this word because it might get flagged, but you know the uh, the blood mean, pudding. That's right. No, you know the mean term, the, the derogatory term they call gay people here in in the U.S. The oh F- yeah, yeah, that's F- a F- cigarette over there, isn't it? Not only that, you know. Okay, that's the three letter, the three letter variant. But you, you oh, know the, okay. full, the full term, you know, the full term. It's rhymes yeah. with maggot. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a dish over there in Wales. You eat it with peas. G- Google it right now. Put like instead of ma- put maggots and peas, but put f in front of it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I promise I'm, you, it's, act- it's actually a, a, a dish. I believe you. I just that's what. So, what was your face the first time you heard somebody say, "Hey, would you like some?" <laughs> well, they don't refer to gay men or gay people as that over there in Wales. Oh, and you grew up like so. You didn't even know that it was a derogatory term. No, oh, no okay. not until I was a teenager and started watching American yeah. uh, TV, and I saw that it was like a, a you know a term. But I also didn't eat that food that much either, though. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, I've, you know, there's been places I've been and, you know, shepherd's pie is real big. Uh, There's been places that I've had some shepherd's pie that was, oh, and, uh, so I don't know. Is there like different variations or? Yeah. Some people put peas in it. You know, yeah, there, there, there is different variations. Okay. I was going to say, I've had some really good, most places it was good. We went to a place in Vegas. It was an Irish pub and, um, it was probably the closest to a real Irish Irish food or UK food period because it's all real close and you know kind of the same. But uh, and uh, they had smoked salmon, which is like, uh, but the way they served it, they said it, it was how they eat it, or it's like a real big snack or thing uh, in the UK. Uh, and I don't like salmon, but it was pretty good. I mean it. It came out, you know, with some crackers and stuff, and it was fantastic. What what you call me? Yeah, that's right, baby. Oh, hold I, on a second. You know, <laughs> you don't like you don't like salmon for real. Uh-uh. I'm a big fan of salmon. Baby. I like salmon if you can keep the moisture mm-hmm. and not have the fat strip on the bottom. Because it's so, I just don't need the fish taste. You know, you can cut that off, right? <laughs> yeah, but it, it it like permeates the meat anytime you get anywhere near the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's all how you it's all how you prepare it and cook it. I guess anyway. Yeah, yeah I'm a big I'm a big catfish fan too. But if it's not done right, I'm not eating it. If it's got the fat that's in it, the the black part. Uh, I mean, you can ruin some catfish that way. You look like one of those guys going to ask for the manager at a restaurant, too. You look like that's that. right. Yeah. yeah, you're like, what kind of catfish place is this? Let me speak. To, let me speak to Steve, the manager. Steve, <laughs> Steve, murder Steve? shed. Bring, oh, bring Steve out right now. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, hey, I need to talk, to Steve, please. Yeah. Steve messed my fish up. Yeah. Eddie doesn't like fat. No, you're right, Jeff. I don't. I don't like fat. I don't eat fat on anything. I cook my steaks in it, but then I carve it. It's just... So, what is... Eddie, Eddie, you got to make... you got to make Titan uh, a mod and uh, Grumpy. They'll do your streams uh, uh, justice. 
Will they? Yeah, yeah because sure. like, yeah, the, the, none of them ever come in it, so it doesn't matter. You know? Yeah, but they they will. <laughs> they, they will. They're they're new to your channel. I, I mean, it's hard are- to uh, it's hard to mod a chat that only has like three or four people in it. So trust me, if, if <laughs> like what, where I went wrong, this is a, this is actually a good topic to cover right here for content creation. Okay, one of the mistakes I did was. I kind of was was using uh, the wrenches as almost like a reward, and I because I started seeing people coming in the chat a lot. I'm like, oh, let me give them a wrench, make you know, almost like psychology, make them feel good, you know, like pat like a little pat on the back. Well, next thing you know, you got like a, you know, all your regulars are coming in the chat, and it's a bunch of, you know, blue folks, but not everyone deserves a wrench, you know, or might not even need one. You know what I'm saying? So I and I take ownership in that. I, I'm the one that did it. And I said, to Oz, hey, we got like 50 people that got wrenches, and some people probably don't even want it. A, you know, but then B, some people don't. You know, you never know. We'll just misuse it. But then there are some folks, like the guys I just mentioned, who are genuinely good at being mods, and they, that's what they do. If that makes sense. Aunt Kathy's coming out with the uh, definitions here. Look at that. Ah, I yeah. knew she was a she was part Scottish. That's right. I'm I'm stealing her from you too. She's uh I think she's gonna come on the show and like quiz me and give me questions and stuff. She said I was too tall for her. She wants a shot. <laughs> she, she just texted me and said, Is Eddie drinking out of a shot glass? Because it it just looks big in his hands. Well, it, well, actually, it is like a really big mug because I got a big head. And look, see, I mean, it's a big mug. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. All right. If you get a gallon of it, you don't have to have them keep coming back. You know what That's I mean? True. That's true. Wait, hey, where's, where's Mrs. Croom right now? Mrs. Croom is in the other room. Making sure that the little crooms oh the little crooms yeah. <laughs> I like the, I like I like the little crooms. She's my bouncer. She they get anywhere near my door and she's like just arm bars and you know just chokeholds and stuff. So yeah, that's my moderator right there. There you go. That's, that's the right. Main, the main one. Yeah. I got you. So the real questions are. Let's go. What's your favorite ice cream? See, me, I do have, like, it depends on which brand, because I, I probably got I'm that particular. I got, like, which brand, you, you, you know, then which, then I'll give you a flavor. But typically it's chocolate and nuts. So chocolate and nuts. It's got to have a nut. And I don't mind which. I like almonds. I like peanuts. I like um, pistachio. But I have to have it chocolate nut blend. Not too much of a vanilla. If it's more vanilla than it is chocolate, I'll tend to sway away from that. I want it to be a chocolate-based ice cream. So chocolatey as far as the ice cream base. And then nuts. And then if it's not, if, if let's say some other fat chocolate-loving bastard's gone before me and picked that up, then I'll go, I'll, my secondary thing will be like vanilla base. But then if it does have a nut, then the nut better be chocolate-covered. You feel me? Man, you are serious about your mm. ice cream. That, that's 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 it. That's how it works. <laughs> you know, it, 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 something told me you were a nut kind of guy. You know, yeah, <laughs> but see, I, I get, to, I, I'll buy two. I'll buy two things. 
one to consume and one to spread on myself while I'm consuming it. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's a mental image. Uh, I'm not sure I want it. Good thing I don't know what you look like because <laughs> it leaves a lot to the imagination. You've seen me in several videos. You, no. Yeah, I know, I know. You're, you're, you look as good as your voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you, yeah. sir. Pasta and I are going to have some uh, talks later on. Chocolate nut. Chocolate nut ice cream. So this is going to determine where our relationship goes. Okay, go ahead. Does pineapple go on pizza? It does. Absolutely. Oh, my God. It does. I'm sorry. No. I'll be honest with you, Eddie. I'll be honest with you. I I think that you can... (sighs) There's not much that can't go on pizza. I have a very... I'm very, I'm very lenient with the the things that you can put on pizza. I'll be fair. That's a. Uh, I'm sorry, man. That's a deal killer. See, I don't eat, I don't eat, I don't eat pork. Uh, I'm, so I don't don't eat, eat ham on a pizza. But I will, I'll substitute. I'll put chicken and pineapple. It's so, funny. Mm. They call it Canadian bacon, and it's just ham. It's just, it's just thick cut. Well, ask, ask Brittany. She's a, she's a Canuck. Yeah. Oh, is she? Oh, that's right. She is. Hey, what's up with the Canadian? She's probably wondering as much as we are, you know, why they call it Canadian. No, she'll, she'll know. She'll know the historicity of the thickness of the cut. You know, they oh. have a they have a steak in the UK called gammon, gammon steak. It's just a thick cut piece of pork. And they serve it with a piece of pineapple, actually. What? Yeah, it's like a big old chunk of pork they, they call it a gammon gammon steak hmm that sounds like uh abusing a steak i mean that's <laughs> that's worse than putting pineapple on pizza well, look that it, it comes with usually they serve it with a piece of uh, pineapple hmm. my mother used to make um pork chops with cloves and pineapples my mother used to call me pork chop <laughs> I'm not going to tell you my mom just called me. Um, mm. it's, no, I had uh, I had to have the um, uh, my ears pierced, you know, because I grew up in the late 80s, early 90s. And, you know, it was kind of the thing. And oh, we didn't do the club were, were big back then as well. Yeah. And we didn't do the one ear thing. You had to have both of them done. Oh, OK. Yeah. So when I got both of them done, my mom started telling everybody I was the little girl she always wanted. <laughs> and to make it worse, believe it or not, I had long hair, long, straight, gorgeous hair. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah and, and it's this, like, that's what kills me now is it, it grew so long and straight and just was perfect. And now it's like, oh, I wish I had that hair again. I don't know if you suffer from the same thing I do. So I used to have long hair too in, in, in my teenage years, and mine was curly and blonde. So I looked like a you know surf like a surfer kid in Wales, which didn't make any sense. But so I occasionally will dream that I still have hair. Does that happen to you sometimes? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. And then I'll wake up pissed. I'll be like, that's. <laughs> I was yeah, go to the hair aisle in the grocery store, and I was getting all hyped for it. Dreaming of well, it's, funny. it's funny because people are like, you know, I, sometimes I do hear, "Well, you you look pretty decent, bald," and you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, "Yeah, thanks, but I, I would really, really want hair." It could be worse though, because you could have a head like Oz. 
That is true. Or a beard like Oz. That's worse. Oh, at least that would be, that'd be terrible. Yeah, that would be terrible. That would be terrible. But I love Oz. Oz is my brother from another mother. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking to see how, you know, you see these Bosley commercials and stuff like that. And they're talking about, like, skin grafts and planting hair, like, one at a time. And I'm like, what? Uh, no, I think I'll just stay bald. So about about ten years ago, I looked at looked into Bosley. It was when I still had a little bit of hair going on. Right? I felt like I could uh, could salvage it, right? So I looked into it, and the old I don't know if they've changed the procedure now, but the old procedure was they would literally scalp you in the back, like cut like a chunk of the back of your head out where you have good hair, because you know there's an area of your hair that's immune to going bald, right? On men, yeah. So they would take those follicles. And then, you know, implant them, like stick them into the scalp, like in an artistic way. You know, there's a little bit of art to it. But huh. but it only took to so many people. And then it's like eight, it was like 18 grand. This was like in 2010. I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I don't want to be messing with any of that stuff. I'm not that vain, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, well, I looked at the, you know, the oils, the creams and all that, but it it doesn't work for everybody and you have to keep using it. And as soon as you stop using it, then your hair goes back. I honestly think that if there is a God up there, he didn't want you to have hair. I agree. I agree. But it is, uh, it's one of those bittersweet things because People who have male pattern baldness are people who have more testosterone. So they build muscle easier and they grow beards thicker and fuller. But the testosterone is converted into a chemical is what makes your hair fall out. Dehydrated testosterone. Do what? I think it's called dehydrated testosterone. Is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I can hit the weights for like three weeks and I'm like, (laughs) but... But I can't get any hair, you know. Yeah. So, sometimes I wish it was like a SpongeBob episode where I could just go, oh, yeah. it just pops out. That'd <laughs> be great. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so what do you have coming up as far as um, – I know you've been working a lot on different, like, mini series and stuff like that. Do you have something else in the works or – Maybe something secret or you can't talk about? Or? No, no. The, no uh, secrets, man. And I'm surprised you haven't... You, you could have... This, look, your time's almost up. You could have asked me anything, man. I'm an open book. But I really was hoping to do more uh, high-quality documentary videos. And it's sad because I don't have enough people to do do it with. So, now granted, I can't, I can't fly too far. Uh, but I can drive within... Decent distance on the East Coast, maybe some somewhere toward you know the the West, and I'll 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 take care of the bills and things for, for the trips. But I'm not having too much of a reception of folks wanting to to do it. But Pasta Landy Dandy, he's in uh, Tuscaloosa, I think. Pasta Landy, I don't, I don't really know nice guy. He was he was one of our earlier. He's been on Tart like back in when we first started. Really nice guy, younger guy. He's probably in his late twenties. Really, really nice gentleman, and he debated J. Mike early on. Hmm. Uh, he 
he uh, just reached out to me and wants to. He said he'll he'll even drive like to meet me halfway somewhere. Nice. So I might I'm be going to do, but that's when you say if I got something coming up, I just really want to focus on doing that. I've got all the equipment now to to make film. That's my my passion is to do that sort of thing. Well, I mean, you said I could ask anything, but I'm trying. I don't want to give away too much of the mystery. Oh, look, and there there goes awesome. this time, man. My bad. Thank you guys for joining us on the Atheist Round Table. <laughs> you got a, you got a picture of me now. See, you've even got a, you made me send you a picture of me. So that's you right. What with that? I'm gonna hold it against you. It's, hmm. it's gonna be, it's gonna be blackmail. How do I even know it's you? Ah, good. Hey, that's a good point. That's a good yeah, point. You, just, you could check with it. There's, a, there's one or two people that have met me, so you could check with them. Okay. Yeah, I could check with them. All right. So since I can ask anything, what's your social security number? All right, six four two, eight eight two four five six. What do you do for a living? This. Okay. Where do you live? In Georgia. <laughs> that narrows it down. <laughs> uh, why do you hate God? I don't know if he exists. <laughs> These are good questions, though. These are good questions. <laughs> do you just love your sin? No, I do. If Now, the sin that I'm interpreting, so the things that I've been told are sin... Yes, those are really lovable things. How often do you hear you hate God or love your sin? I'll be honest, I don't hear it that much. Oh, well, good. I'm glad. It's a lot of fundamentalists out there. It seems to be their go-to line. No, they- I, I know it's there, so don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. denying that, that, you know, there's a lot of people that throw that dogma down folks' throats. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm luckily... I'm not out there walking around. With, with that being said, though, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because I'm like a closeted atheist in a way, by choice. You know, like I, yeah. I live yeah. in a you know an extremely heavily populated, you know, fundamental Christian right-wing area of. Uh, now, granted, we did have that recent um, change of vote here in, where I live in Georgia, but that doesn't change the fact that it. It's still a yeah, ton of so you flip Georgia, you've done something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's still, there's still. I took Jeff out to eat the other day, and there was a store in downtown Kennesaw that's still got a giant Trump sign in it, like an actual business. Like a, like that's a business, like an actual business. Yeah. Well, it's sad, uh, you know, that you have to do that because. You know, one of the, like I've said on your guys' show is, you know, one of the few groups left that you can openly discriminate against is atheist. And it's just, it's one of the most ridiculous things I've, you know, I know. Well, other than short people. <laughs> discriminate on short people. No, but no, seriously. Point, it's, no, but seriously, to the point, though, it's like, if I just mind my own business and I don't have to go out there and pretend like I'm a Christian, but I don't have to do, go that far either. Right. 
But if I just kind of go out there and mind my own business and keep my opinions to myself, then nobody is running up to me and saying, you know, you love your sin and all that stuff that yeah. you just mentioned. But I'm sure if I started to get into conversations where I expressed my opinion a little bit more, I, pr- I probably would be subject to it. I, I'm, I'm saying that assumptively, but I think I've got enough evidence to back that up. Yeah, if you'll notice the pattern, though, it's usually people who don't have very good arguments for their position, and that's like their go-to when they don't know what else to say, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's really sad. I just, you know, because you have to protect your identity. You have to protect uh, if you have any kind of professional career or things of that nature because you don't know who's going to say what, um, what's going to happen with your career, all because you don't believe like the majority of the people around you. I just, I think it's one of the most idiotic things uh, that happens in this country where we're supposed to be free, have freedom of religion or lack thereof. I mean, it, it makes no sense to me, you know. Well, that's why I like you. I like you, Eddie. And we've, we've talked now for quite some time, probably about five months coming up. And I've gotten that impression of you. So, like, if you're one of the local Christians in my neighborhood, and I've put you into this next analogy that I'm going to make, then I, I would I would feel okay. But the sad thing is, it's highly unlikely. Yeah. So one of the things that I uh, you mentioned earlier, I'll tie it back in. We'll circle back around to one of the questions you asked. You you said, why am I so big on normalizing atheism for you know for maybe eight of the ten things that i do in a day it doesn't matter but there's maybe two things in a day that it really does matter about and if i was to happen to go to court here where i live for any reason and um fictitious heaven forbid if I was to go to court uh, for something I didn't do and I was up against uh, swearing on oath or something, although I have the right to not swear on a Bible, you know, I'm totally fine to do that, that would go against me because I obviously would have to display that in front of the, the witnesses, for example. All right. So I would be better off being disingenuous and pretending like I believe in a, in a God for that group of people to like me more than for me to stand up for my own rights and say, no, I don't want to swear on the Bible because I don't believe in that. That's a very good point. I mean, that's because immediately they're going to, you know, given the numbers, they're going to have some type of bias if they see you refuse to, you know, use the Bible. So that's, so that's the that's where I, why I would like to normalize atheism, and you you see certain people in power that don't even know that you have that right. There are some people in power that believe that you're that in the the American judicial system that you're everyone is supposed to swear on a Bible. They don't even take the time out to think that a Muslim can swear on a Quran if they want. Uh, a lawyer can swear on a, a stack of law books if they want. You know, you, you can actually refuse to swear. You don't have to swear on a tangible object. All right. Yeah, there, that reminds me of a video I saw, a clip of a guy who was arguing that you absolutely most certainly have to 
on a Bible and it was a terrible argument he was making about something. I don't know. And he got schooled by the interviewer. I think it was on CNN or something. It says, no, you don't. But that was a lawmaker. He yeah, thought that was, that was Jake the Trapper, I think, with um, yeah. what's his name? Uh, the, well, the guy was, was saying that tr- he, was, he wasn't Trump's uh, attorney, but he was mentioning that Trump had done it. And Jake said, well, that's because Trump believes in that God. And it makes sense for him to swear on a Bible. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's um that's kind of, you know, like I've said on your show and we've had many talks and you know, that's kind of why I have a you know, kind of a passion for a lot of atheists. You know, I went through the deconstruction myself. Um although I'm still a believer, I, I'm just disgusted at the way that people who think differently don't have beliefs or even part of another religion are treated in this country, you know, and there's a lot of lip service. Oh, I would do that. I wouldn't do that. But when it comes down to it, you know, we see the voting patterns. We see the, um, you know, the hostility towards, I'm originally from Tennessee. Tennessee, they had this massive hoopla over one of the state's buildings that was being built uh, because they were putting in a Muslim wash tub or whatever in the corner of the bathroom. What turns out it was a janitor's mop sink Mm. and they threw this massive fit uh, when in Tennessee actually has a pretty sizable Muslim population. And what what they don't understand is one day they may not be in the majority. And then all these precedents they want to try to set is going to backfire on them. And then they're going to be, they're going to be whining about that, you know? So this, it's a Christian nation. It's a Christian nation. You know, this, um, yes, I understand actually a lot of the founding forefathers were more deists than Christians, but I understand, you know, the argument for the laws. I got to stop you because that, that's so unusual to hear some, some, some Christians say that. That's unusual to hear. What's that? Well, you, you just, what you just said, you know, like, I mean, it's right there in, in history. You can read it and see that, um, you know, don't get me wrong. I've also heard atheists try and argue that the founding fathers were uh, agnostic or atheists, which is not true, but they, they certainly were not Christian. No, yeah, most, a lot of them were deists. They right. weren't even. Well, back, back then, it was more common to be deist. It, that was like a very common belief system. Right. And it was after the the whole thing was founded where a lot of people adopted Christianity. And, right. But Christians are very quick to say it was founded on a Christian belief and, and that the founding fathers were Christian, and that's just simply not true. No, that's not. No, that's not at all. As a matter of fact, if they do a little research into the founding fathers, they'll find out that they were pretty wealthy men with a lot of power who were looking for another place uh, to build their wealth right. and that's why they were businessmen they weren't nobody yeah, exactly <laughs> they weren't people who come over here downtrodden escaping tyranny like the story we always hear i mean sure they wanted out from under the church but this was an opportunity to uh, build their wealth and empire if so yeah it's there's a lot about the about our history that you know a lot of people don't understand in this country. 
And because of the church, that's why they added the, you know, uh, everything to protect not just freedom of religion, but freedom from being compelled by religion. Mm-hmm. And when people want to fight and change the Constitution and things of this nature because they think that their religion, you know, is what it's based on. I mean, if you want to get serious, I mean, you want to get technical about it. Uh, Islam follows the Abrahamic God too. So if Christians chase, trace their quote unquote moral law back to the Abrahamic God, well, then Islam has every claim that they have, you know? So, but in this country, they, it's, we don't have a right to force um, our beliefs onto other people or discriminate people because of their beliefs or lack thereof. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of what I was pushing for earlier when I asked you about the normalizing atheism. Well, I have a distinct difference between pushing atheism on people and just normalizing it. I'm more about normalizing. I'm a, I'd like to give a good demonstration and a good, um, give off a good appearance of what atheism is rather than trying to push my, you know, opinions or beliefs or lack thereof onto other individuals. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't think a lot of Christians in this country realize what um, a lot of atheists go through. Of course, not being cradle atheists, but (laughs) (laughs) the... uh, (laughs) The <laughs> the deconversion, the shunning by their family, community. I've heard stories of atheists losing jobs, losing friends, losing family, and all because they don't hold the same belief that their family does. And it's a disgrace uh, the way that human beings are being treated because they're different. Um these same people would say, I'm not a racist. I'm not a bigot, you know, all of this, but they're okay with treating people who uh, don't believe their way, you know, poorly or, you know, being prejudiced against them or things of that nature. Uh, And it's so, I I mean, I'm with you. I don't, you know, of course I think, uh, I don't think atheists are true or, you know, uh, I don't think their understanding of reality is true, but, you know, it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. about them being a human being, you know, and I think that's something that in this country, man, it is, it's an absolute shame, uh, especially, you know, where you live in Georgia, where I live in Arkansas or Tennessee, where I'm from. I mean, I couldn't imagine having, if I had to reveal that I was an atheist, if I was. So, yeah, I applaud what you guys do over at the Atheist Roundtable, um, you know, creating that atmosphere for those that are hurting or coming out of that um, as a place to have, you know, community and support. So that's, you know, one of the reasons that I've been here. I mean, been with you guys since I met you guys is because uh, I think we kind of have a, a common goal. And that's to stop dehumanizing people, you know, for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, I got I to gotta tell you, though, it's um, 
it's definitely uh, Steve and Josh that got the the ball rolling with with you. And I know Steve was joking in the, the chat. It wasn't necessarily it wasn't necessarily shit that they were talking about. I could tell that they both cared cared about you, and it wasn't like this guy is an idiot or anything like that. They were, in fact, um, you know, they they were saying that you have, you know, some some balls on you for the type of arguments that you're bringing, and they were it was it was it was the topic of conversation constantly. But my my point was, let's not just talk about it. Let's be about it. Let's get let's get this person involved. And in in fairness to Steve, he immediately was like, "Duh, you know what am I thinking?" And got on board, you know, as soon as we uh, chatted about it. And now you're one of Steve's favorite um, theists, you know. Oh well, Steve is one of my favorite atheists. Yeah. I still look back and I try to I just try to wrap my head around how. Steve even not well I mean I know how it happened he uh was assuming my position on uh and I didn't know him so at the same time I had a whole bunch of people with about the same assumptions and just was hammering me and so I was kind of being a jerk to him and I you know just trolling him a little bit and then finally he asked me well he didn't argue he didn't argue with anybody you know you you must have like had something with Steve because he'd very seldom go back and forth with folks like that. Yeah, I noticed that now. I'm like, man, I think he was just looking to pick on me. He may have known I was short. <laughs> That's what he wants. <laughs> because he knows he can get you in the back of his van easy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Get the potato sack. Yeah, like, I can. I can get him by myself. But we broke through when he asked me. You know, well, what do you believe? And I sent a video back on TikTok and said. Thank you. That's all I wanted. Just ask me what I believe. Let me tell you where I'm at. Uh, so, and that kind of, you know, with Josh and him and Josh was, you know, when I first met him, he, he was just in the uh, DMs, you know, we're just kind of, he's like, well, you know, I'm a hard determinist and this, that, and, the other, and all these different positions. And um, I was telling, and finally I told him, it, we were kind of going back and forth a little bit. I was like, Hey bro, let me let me make something clear. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not trying to convert you or anything like that. I said, in fact, I get aggravated at the fundamentalists on here. Right. Far more than I do any atheists. I think that's the one he dropped uh, for me to watch. What's that? Uh, the one where you're, you know, basically. Um... Oh, talking about the, yeah. Well, I told him, I said, if you would, if you would be quiet and listen to me, not because I know so much more than you or anything like that, but my background is philosophy. And I was kind of joking. I was like, I'll make you a fundamentalist killer. (laughs) 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 Because some, yeah, his arguments are pretty terrible, but uh, to his credit, he he didn't have too much pride. He listened and, you know, uh, we worked through a few things and, you know, he, they started to kind of wheels turn and kind of went and did his own thing. So well, uh, I, th- I think there's benefits and pros and cons to TikTok. You can definitely like case in point, you can make friends on TikTok. If you're a, if you're a, a guy in his forties and you're, you're lonely during the pandemic and you want to get some cool friends right there, you can, you can make some friends. But um, with, 
with one of the elements to it, I, I find it counterproductive. So if you're, if like you're on TikTok and you're just responding to some stranger's comment and you're putting effort into making a 15 or 20 second video, like, you know, this is a fallacy and you're just going, you're just explaining what a fallacy is and you're in your truck and then you look at the person's page and they're just, their page is like videos of comment responses. Uh, it's, to me, it's nonsensical. And I thought, this guy needs a YouTube channel. <laughs> he doesn't need a, he doesn't need a TikTok page of comment video re- replies. You know, no one's going to follow that. You, you want to, you need a YouTube channel, gl- gloss it up a little bit, call it something cool, show your personality, you know, come in 1080p instead of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mode on your on your on your cell phone yeah. and, uh, and chat to people because you you know there was something there and and steve's the same you know we're, you know steve and the guys we start chatting in skype and i'm looking at steve in his in his shed and to steve and to steve he's probably thinking i'm just gonna go in my shed and chat to some guys i just met online who are these fucking weirdos you know <laughs> I'm like Steve, it's genius, dude. You're gonna be murder shed Steve from that goddamn shed. Don't you dare put a green screen up. And the dude kills it. I mean, the dude kills it now. Oh, he plays the part great. Man. Right. I love the no, horrible no. dad jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah terrible, terrible <laughs> dad jokes. And uh, and you know, and Grumpy has got Steve's original um, pipe, by the way. Oh wow! Yeah. I haven't seen the pipe in a while. What do you do with the pipe? Do you lose it? Yeah, that um, you know, it's funny because um I thought for a long time, uh, you know, being a outgoing person and love talking and running my mouth and all this, you know, about doing some kind of, you know, YouTube uh channel or something like that. And, you know, I talked to my wife of couple years you know just bouncing it back but being ADD you know you get this uh you want to go do this you want to go do that and then you know a month later you're just like whatever I'll do something else and but after meeting you guys and you guys having me on uh and start to have me on regular and getting comfortable in front of it and um seeing how much entertainment it can be I've, I've had a blast I mean even the ones that seemed like it wasn't a blast. It was still a blast. And, you know, watching you guys kind of build what you're building and, you know, the encouragement from you and from Oz, it's, uh, you know, I give you guys all the credit in the world because I probably wouldn't have made that step if it wasn't for you guys. And you kind of gave me the confidence and the desire to want to do it. And so I give you guys all the credit and thanks in the world for that. Or I wouldn't even be here and you wouldn't be on this show. Well, I appreciate your kind words, man. But I, I swear I, I kind of thought you were a personality right from the start. I was like, you, you, you have some reason to be on. I love that we have different. I actually like that we have different beliefs, you know? Yeah. I, I don't think I'd get along with everybody if they had the same beliefs or lack of beliefs as me so yeah i'm with you on that man we need people we need unique people people need to be different we need to reach out and talk to people that's different from us that's how we learn that's how we get experience um you might be the one one theist that i've met that somehow and and i wouldn't call you 
please don't take this offensively. I wouldn't call you a pro progressive Christian, but you somehow line up with you. You throw out the the bigotry that most people interpret as as bigotry, and and you. But where I may still say to you, I find you know it still boils down to you believe in a in a deity. I may say to you, well, I find that to be illogical. You also have just as much right to me to say to me something similar, but I'm not going to be offended. I'm not offended by that, and I, and I don't mind. And we can still go and out for a drink or something. I honestly don't care because yeah. you don't have any beliefs that I feel jeopardize somebody's um, position in life. Or you know, so if you have a personal belief that you think that there's a, a creator that you can have an afterlife and go to, I'm totally fine with that. But if you think that somebody can't do something or be with somebody of the same gender or uh or you know you think of of some of the things that people do actually say and in, in maybe in islam and things then that's a different type of thing and i've never even seen anything like that from you so yeah it's in this country man the way that scripture is approached um people forget that it's ancient text it's been translated there is a historical context to it. There's, you know, the, you know, literalist approach to it. Um, it gets you into all kinds of issues, especially when you think somehow that every scripture from, you know, thousands of years ago applies to today. Um, that's not to say that there aren't truths that apply to today, but to take an ancient culture and an ancient text and hold to this uh, insane inerrancy and literally, you can have, you can believe in an inerrancy of scripture without believing every story, every word, every because that gets you into all kinds of trouble. Because was it the original language? Was it the English language? Which one is inerrant? You know, because you have to translate concepts and ideas, and I think that's where a lot of people in this country and the, or I'm going to say the West, it's the Western Protestant um, evangelical conservatives that go by this literal principle. And it's not even something that's been done historically, nor in the majority of the world. And what they don't understand is they think they're holding to unchangeable inerrant biblical truths. And they're really, whether they're intending to do it or not, they're, uh, hiding homophobia because of the way that they interpret this book. And they, you know, as they point out uh, what they think are people living in sin, as if, according to the Bible, that anybody lives without sin. Everybody lives in sin. You know, we're all fall short. Um, and so I just approach it practically. You know, I, I take it in the context of history, what the who the author was, who they were talking to, the time, what message they were trying to convey, the style of book, is it poetry, and all these different things. And I think that's how we've gotten to the point that we have in this country, um, justifying, you know, bigotry, because they think that that's what's taught in the Bible. And they would argue it's not bigotry. Well, if you're, you know, publicly shaming people, for a quote-unquote sin that you don't suffer from, that's bigotry. 
It absolutely is. Man, well, on that note, Eddie, I've had a wonderful time chatting with you, and I appreciate the kind questions. <laughs> well, I had to throw I had to throw my buddy some softballs. I don't want to reveal too much of the 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 you know magic behind the the show, you know, the, yeah. the wizard behind the curtain. I still, so I still feel like I won the debate, though. So, yeah, you did. That's that's uh, that's comes with experience, comes with time, and you have so much more than I do. So, <laughs> you know how always <laughs> asked at the end of the debates, you know who who won the debate. I think I think I got you in this one. Mm. I'll give it to you. I'm just gonna get my buddy champion. Thank you for joining us, Pasta. Yeah, man. I, I, hey, look. I think we need to uh, do, I'll do round two. Uh, if you let, I'll ask your permission, obviously. Mm-hmm. Since uh, the audio messed up on on the uh, interview that I did with you, maybe I'll come back on your show and uh, I'll do round two with you. However, you must admit to everyone right now, that was not my phone or my problems from the audio. We can't do it. Uh, Anyway, not sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, go ahead and plug your stuff, but never mind. Oh, yeah, I try to keep it around an hour because uh, my attention span's low, and I'm sure a lot of other people's are. So uh, we're running way over. I need to get you off my show. Well, you and Oz are, are definitely separated at birth. That's how, really? Golly. I, I don't think I could work with both of you. God damn it. I think, you know what? I, I see it now, okay? It's the Oz and Eddie show. Pasta, no, I'd need to get paid for that. Pasta is the. Hey, bro, I'm talking about a radio show or Mm. a a series or something. I'm telling you, man, it it blow up. Look, I love Oz. I don't know if I love him that much to take on another one of him. Yeah, (laughs) you're just a producer, man. We we just need the coaching. We need you to do your magic on the editing. You know, do you know how ADD? I think Oz is ADHD. Yeah, it's well. I just say ADD short. Yeah, me too. It's, Annie's bi- Annie's bipolar. Yeah, that I can see. <laughs> well, I don't okay. know what I'm. I don't know what I'm getting with him sometimes. You know, when I call him up. So if I got yeah, you and him at the same time, nah, man, I don't know. I don't have I don't have the bipolar, but I do have anxiety disorder to go along with um, the ADHD. And thank you for bringing that up. Everybody, anybody that's listening to this, if you are having any mental trouble whatsoever, take the masculinity BS, throw it out the window, talk to somebody, get some help. Do not let that stuff fester. It will get worse and worse, not better and better. 100%. And, Eddie, you you have a website, right? I do have a website. Or do I? I was going to say, what you should do is... uh, Put a, put a contact on there for for that particular subject. Uh, Oz has um, a counselor that he works with. It's linked in uh, 
www.tart.live where you can actually reach out anonymously and chat if you have issues. And I, I think you should do the same thing. Yeah, uh, I, I, I totally forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up um, about the, you know, the atheist roundtable having the um, experts to help. Now I do on my Facebook page, my banner on the background uh, is about mental health and depression and anybody that needs to talk to somebody can call me or message me any time of day, any night, even if I don't know you, you know, cause it just, uh, it's something that we, people cannot toy with. It is a deadly serious thing. And I don't mean that hyper, uh, hyperbolic either. It's, it's understand. So on that serious note, thank you, pasta. Love you, bro. Oh, love you too, bro. You, you the man. Yeah, appreciate it. See, Oz, Oz didn't even get a I love you, but I do love you, Oz. You're, you're my bald brother from another mother. So. Thank you for joining us on Brute Facts Podcast. It's been Eddie Kroom and Pasta Mike as we see you out into the night, late night, Tuesday. Late night, baby. <laughs> All the way from Arkansas. 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 Home of Bill Clinton. The Clintons. Did you know that Arkansas is in the Bible? It's the only state in the Bible. Because the Brute Facts podcast with Eddie Chrome, the spicy little bitch Christian. Oh, yeah, guys. Don't forget to the like button. It's so small. A little teeny tiny like button. Small of any uh, See you later. Yeah, so I just mute him, and that's it. <laughs> Oh, good morning. And hey, again, good morning. Hey, again, good morning. (laughs) So, I got to finish my joke now. I can't leave people hanging. Arkansas is the only state in the Bible. When the floods receded, Noah looked out over the ark and saw land. The atheist round table. All right. Peace out, Pasta. Love you. Peace out. Everybody, thank you for joining. Thank you for being here and seeing Pasta Mike, the man of the hour, the sexiest voice in radio or radio or show business. That's what I said. Stupid freaking radio. Uh, Anyway, I am working on some big names coming up, so do not miss out. I promise you're going to like it. They may not be as sexy sounding as Pasta Mike, but they'll be interesting. Nonetheless, have a good week. Ah, brute facts, brute facts. What you know about that? Ah. Brute facts, brute facts. What you know about that? What you, what you know about that? Is your house with the mouse, not the mouse? Come incorrect to your toast. Hey, Eddie, are you ready? That mic steady, it's about to get messy. Eddie, what a do, dog? Uh, boot facts, 
know about that, huh? Brute facts. Brute facts. What you know about that?